The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. So this morning I, I chose to wear uh, a sweater, uh, primarily because the other day when I posted it on Facebook that I had found this great sale on a sweater, uh, Pastor John said that it was very ugly. So I assumed that it was the lighting that was giving him trouble seeing the beauty in the sweater, and he would rather see it under this lighting. You know, I think it brings out the colors of the stained glass, so we're going to send him a picture as he drives back from Lubbock this morning. Um, it's just, just how beautiful this, this creation is. And, and, uh, but actually, the real reason I, I wore this sweater is to remind myself and to remind you that it's still Christmas. You see, the other day, uh, we were, for those of you that didn't know, I had the opportunity to be with uh, Lindsay's family and my family in, in New Jersey and in Maine these past few days. And uh, it's very cold there something that we Texans uh, don't understand quite well, although I, f I hear like we're actually going to get to wear our jackets today, which is amazing. Um, and so uh, after a few days, uh, we, we decided we wanted to go into New York City. We were literally, we, uh, Lindsay's folks live literally like a half hour or so from Manhattan. And I'm all, I'm all excited thinking about how many selfies I'm going to take, you know, and, and, my, and my winter gear that I'd never get to wear. And, and uh, they, we woke up, and they saw that it was negative two wind chill. I didn't, I didn't understand that. I was like, okay, no big deal. I was like, no, 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 no. We're not going in negative two wind chill. You, you just don't understand. And so I was starting to get depressed. Like, I was really looking forward to, to getting some more use of my jacket that I've had forever but still looks new because I, I don't hardly ever get to wear. Some of you understand what I mean. And so to compensate for that, uh, Lindsay and I decided to go into the town, and there's a beautiful place in town next to where, where uh, her family worships, next to where we, we actually got married there in that church. Lots of little shops and, and you know, boutiques, and this is the kind of place that makes it for good, for good photos. And so I had this image in my mind, like walking around hand in hand with her coffee in her hand. It's still negative two wind chill, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's... it's I, I just didn't understand what that meant until I got out there. <laughs> so to, to kind of break that up and not suffer as much, we, we broke it up by walking into a store and pretending like we we're actually going to buy something. And, and just, just long enough before they kicked us out and realized you're not buying anything, you can move on, you're just using the heat. Uh, and, and we walked into a store and Lindsay sees a sign that says, a promo on Christmas sweaters. Now, I spent uh, a considerable amount of time searching for a Christmas sweater a couple of weeks back when uh, our pastor and superintendent, uh, Alicia Coulter, had her, her annual district pastor's Christmas party and asked everybody to wear a Christmas sweater. And, and you know, I was looking and they were either too expensive or too inappropriate that no respectable pastor should be seen wearing, you know? And so I was like, I, I couldn't find anything. So I just went with my Johnny Cash all in black look, and, and that was that. But the promo on a Christmas sweater, that was too good to pass up. And lo and behold, he actually had my size. That never happens. Some of you know what I mean. 
And, and so I, I'm like, well, I can't pass this deal up. I wasn't plan, planning on buying anything. Quite frankly, nothing else fits in our suitcase on the way back. But I got to the cashier and, and was ready to pay, and he realized that there was actually two promos that were overlapping. So there was a promo on Christmas sweater, and then the promo that just reminds us that we, we just have too much. It's the sale on sales stuff. That, that basically means if you ever worked in retail like I have, we're trying to get rid of stuff as fast as we can because we know all the new stuff is going to come in and we need a place to display it. Sale on a sale and a promo. And so his eyes widen, open, open real wide. And it's like, wow, what a steal. You're set for next Christmas. What he didn't know is that I'm a pastor and I know that it's still Christmas. We got 12 days and it was only day four. And so I, this is the third time I've worn this sweater. I mean, this is like, I want to get the wear out of it this Christmas. It's still Christmas. So what do we do with Christmas? What do we do with Christmas? You know, I'm starting to learn that that is the right question to ask if we're going to ask anything these days. Typically, what we want to ask or, or what by default comes out of our mouths when we catch up, it's something along the lines of, what did Christmas do for you? So it sounds like, how was your Christmas, or how was your vacation, or how was the family? But really what we're asking it's a variation of, what did Christmas do for you this year? And what I'm learning is it's the reason that's a difficult question or, or maybe the wrong question for us to ask is that depending on our experience, whether recent experience or a historical experience, the answer to that question it's not necessarily what we would expect culturally. I mean, you turn on the radio, and literally every song tells you that what you should be feeling, what Christmas should be doing to you in these days, is for you to be merry and bright. And a variation of those sorts of things. But I, what I'm learning is that that's not always the tune that matches up with our current experience. That's not always the lyric that goes hand in hand with what we are experiencing now. And if, you, if this is striking a chord with you this morning, I want you to know that that's okay. I need you to know that when we gather as a family of God to sing even songs of hope, even the songs of peace, that there is enough room in our song, in our melodies, for you to add whatever lyric matches your experience. Yes, I'm telling you that you can be honest as honest as you need to be, as accurate as you need to be. The question isn't what Christmas 
does for us. The question is, what do we do with Christmas? And so in our scripture this morning, Paul writes to the Galatian church and describes these events, describes it in such a powerful way in just three or four verses. And I'm going to read it to you again. I want you to listen. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts that cry, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. The reason we gather on a morning such as this one is to do something with Christmas. We gather this morning to remember the event of Christmas just the way Paul describes it here. We gather for the Spirit of God to remind our hearts who we really are. You're no sinner. You are being rescued from sin. You are not a stranger to God. You are a people of God. You are not far from home. You are running back home. You're a child of God. Not a trouble guest. We gather this morning to do something with Christmas. Whether this is a particular peaceful and joyful time, I'll tell you this every time we gather, whether this is a particularly joyful or peaceful time in your life or a particular difficult time, we both stand within the same distance of God who comes to be near us so that we can grab on to Christmas. We can remind ourselves that the God of the cosmos, the God of love, broke into this world to mess with our mess, to be near to us, walk with us, to hold us, to remind us before we forget again who we are. Friends, we gather on a day like today because we need to remember again before we forget again. 
we need to remember to slow down, to breathe in, <clears throat> to reset the volume going on in our worlds so that all the lies that surround us trying to define us, trying to tell us that we're something that we're not, that we're too broken, that we bear too much shame, that we're just simply too far gone. We gather to remember that there's a reset button. By the power of the Holy Spirit, there is a reset button, and we get to press that together, and we get to say no to all of those lies and say, I am a child of God. We gather because in order to remember and for that reminder to, to, to make us live in a way that truly resembles freedom and the freedom of a child of God, we need some rhythm and clarity. We need rhythm and clarity to that truth that we breathe in and breathe out not just today, but every single day of our lives. And friends, as, as we traditionally do on a day like today, the last day of the year, even if you try not to, you, you, you can't help but reflect on the year that passed, the things that you achieved, the things that you didn't achieve, the things that you said you would do this time last year that you didn't actually get to, and you resolve that this next year, this next year is going to be the year. And so we make known to ourselves and to each other and to whoever we need to all of these goals, all of these hopes. I want to tell you my hope for you this year, this new year. Pastor John and I have spent just countless hours just, just tossing this, this hope back and forth and saying we, we want to be a church that, just constantly, that is constantly aware of who we are in God. Whether in good times or in hard times, we are constantly aware of who we are in God, that we live in this city, that we live in our neighborhoods, that we live in wherever we might find ourselves. But this freedom that only comes when you're aware that you are a beloved child of God. And so we're dreaming of ways. How can we do this? How are the patterns? What are the patterns that we can establish, that we can highlight? And we've, we've already heard us talk a lot about prayer and about reading Scripture and about gathering. And my prayer for you is that never, like never before, you would present to these rhythms this new year. That you would find space in your life that, and areas where, where you're going 100 miles an hour that maybe you only need to be going like 50. And the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart and saying, you're not made to go 100 here. Areas in your life in which worry and doubt, you know, just fill your thoughts constantly. And the Spirit of God is reminding you, you're not made to bear doubt and fear everywhere. 
And so you can surrender that to God and free that up in your heart and make room to pray and make room to open the scriptures and make room to gather together so that we can remember again before we forget again. Friends, this morning I invite you to grab on to Christmas. Grab on to the reality that God comes to be near. And when someone comes to be near, isn't it appropriate that we would talk to that person? Isn't that what you do when you're near someone? My prayer is that you would hear this morning God speaking into your heart, reminding you that you are a child of God, and that that reminder could lead you into a place where you feel that you can talk to God again. When you feel like you can hear the voice of God in your life again. You're a child of God. You're not a stranger. You're a child of God. You're not a lost son or a lost daughter. You're a child of God. You're not an addict. You're not problematic. You are a beloved child of God. It's still Christmas. Let's grab on to that this morning. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.